Welcome to the Christmas Special Delling Pod with me, James Christmas Special Delling Paul. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but as you can see, I'm not because it's Dick. Dick. Was that synchronized? No, we didn't rehearse this, and I no one will ever know. No, because I couldn't. I could hardly hear your part. Right, because you've got a very small part. I've got a tiny part, legendarily. Yeah. Listen, um, I'm worried that that might have been like my bloody gym um, thing. You know when you're on a running machine at the gym and you're trying to watch a Morrissey yeah. video? And um, yeah. and Morrissey isn't singing in time with himself. Have you ever got that? There's a lag. And it got up to five seconds now. It's getting worse every week. And it, it is very, very annoying. And I was wondering whether we were doing When that. I said yes, like yeah. when you're in the gym on the running machine, listening yeah. to more, I actually meant no. No, right. Because I I don't approve of running machines. Mm-hmm. Because I think that it's like, it, it, it's like virtual running rather than real running. And I think if you're going to run, you should be running on, you know, in the country, getting your feet muddy. Hmm. There is an argument and for that, but I do it for 15 minutes, in which time I cover exactly three kilometres, and I can alter the pitch, and I can watch Morrissey videos, and then have a swim afterwards. So it's kind of a, a control thing for me, so it works for me anyway, and that's what I was doing this yeah. morning. Yeah, um, uh, Boy Dellingpole also speaks highly of these of these things where you can now program it to do a super fast sprinting thing. Mm-hmm. Like intervals. Mm-hmm. I kind of do intervals, but they're they're barely distinguishable you know from each other. You told him where to go. I said, well, I did almost. I said, outside our house is mm. this thing called a hill. Mm. And what you do is you start at the bottom of the hill and mm. you run up to the top and then you walk down and then you run up and it recreates in fact it it actually is better than a running machine yeah it recreates the pitch of a running machine when it's on an elevated pitch yeah exactly quite clever i find them quite frightening what running machines but running machines you know that like like you always imagine i mean obviously i don't fear i'm gonna have a heart attack well not unless i get one of those cia um shellfish poison induced heart attacks Mm -hmm. like they used on andrew breitbart but but um, I, I just worry that you, you, people have accidents, don't they? Uh, I, there's a thing on ours in the gym. It's quite an old machine. When you grip it, it tells you your heart rate. Now, at my age, yeah. my heart rate apparently isn't supposed to go over 165. And who says that? A, a, a thing. A, 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 a yeah, but who? The enemy. I don't know. That. Probably. It's all the enemy, isn't it? Everything's the enemy. It's no, it's got no one with my best oh. interests at heart. Anyway, I'm constantly hovering around that level. So I'm on the edge of a heart attack throughout my 15 minutes of exercise. Yeah. But that's that. I live on um, the edge, me. Yeah. By the way, can I just... I, I, and I want to talk to you in a moment about things that I've done which have brought me to the edge of a heart attack. Um, right. I.e. my day is hunting on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> 
Look, before you we go tell there. you're in your happy place there oh i was so in my happy place so before mm. we go there and, and mm. lose about well a third probably but probably 33 percent of our audience those we haven't then, lost we, on we the don't singing. need that 33 percent anyway no no we want the core we want the hardcore we'll deliver the goods to yeah, them we do in due course so um i was just going to say thanks dick for making an effort for the christmas special you still haven't spotted my Christmas decorations, have you? Look hard at the background. You're quite blurry. That, 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 that. They're what helmets. No, they're lights. I've got fairy lights strung in amongst the helmets. Have you? Yes. I can't see them. Oh, they're there. Maybe, maybe... Maybe the sharp-eyed viewers, when this yeah. goes out, will be able to see this. I thought I'd gone a bit over the top, but clearly not. It just looks to me like a, like you know, a a, a trench which has just been clear. The, the the occupants have abandoned it in haste. Is it looking like a trench because you've seen the Napoleonic hat, and you now know yeah. because you've seen the film Napoleon that there were trenches at Waterloo? Is that is that what you're hinting at? Have you have you seen it? No, I'm not going to go and see it. It's, it from what well, I've the, seen, it's such a load of bollocks. No, of course there weren't. Well, there were trenches in the in the Ridley Scott thing. That, that's what I wanted to know. Were yeah, there yeah, trenches yeah. in the in the movie? Yeah, and telescopic sights on the Baker rifles. Yeah, wow. Napoleon leading a cavalry charge. The notoriously bad horseman, unlike you, of course. Who could easily yeah, lead a cavalry charge at a moment? You notice. know what? I think I could now. Yeah. Could, what? Have you tried riding with a sword? Drawn sword. Um, I've tried pretending I've got a sword. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, obviously I I've got my that. hunting <laughs> crop. Yeah. But I did once a few years ago. Mm. I went out for a ride with somebody who was in i think the household cavalry or something mm. and he showed me the three different movements that you can do um when you're in a cavalry charge i i, I think it's you start with that with with your you know pointing forwards mm. and then you do a a slash down and then you and then the, you basically you get three slashes mm-hmm. um which presume, which is all I think you can physically do before you're 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 through the ranks of whoever you're charging. Yeah, and you've got um, your eagle, you've got your French eagle. I think the hard the hard part. I mean, apart from the, obviously the weight of the of your sword, mm. whatever it is, saber is it? What mm-hmm. are they called? Yeah, cavalry saber is is not chopping your horse's head off, right? Or ears. I mean, you know, not letting the momentum of the stroke do damage to your mount, which would be kind of counterproductive, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a bit. But um, um, they they still teach them how to do proper cavalry stuff, do they? I thought it was all. I in think so. And I stuff. think so. Yeah, oh, good. That's that's reassuring. Well, well, I don't know if it's reassuring or not. I mean, I, I can't imagine that there's ever going to be a call, sadly, for cavalry in yeah, warfare. Yeah, well, they, they said that about trench warfare, didn't they? And tanks. And um, so, just briefly. Um, yeah. So that I don't have to see it. This. Yeah. D- it, it, it sounds like that. W- what was the what was the medieval film where they all had kind of um, 
crossbows that that, that were like guns, basically. Oh, I don't know. Do you not remember? Science fiction no. Oh, what, when no, they no, could no, just keep on reloading was, was, them? Anyway, somebody somebody will know. But, but um, I mean, Waterloo, given that they didn't know that the battle was going to take place there, how would they possibly have had time to dig trenches? Well, that that, that is a tiny historical um, issue compared to some of the other ones that, that this film committed. But uh, I... I People who don't know anything about the period have quite enjoyed it as a film. But if you know even the tiniest bit about the period, then you are going to be disappointed. So, uh, yeah, probably the less said about it, the better. I'll, I'll see it when did, it's free. I'm not going to pay money to see it. Did he also direct Gladiator? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so basically that that battle with arminius or whatever it is the the, the battle with the with the, the with the germans Teutoberg at the beginning with the, yeah we can mm. presumably assume that that's all bollocks as well i think that's pretty good in comparison yeah do you know what i i i'm sure i've mentioned this to you before but i may as well say it again do you know what annoys me about that about that scene what that at the time we would have been rooting for the romans when in fact now we're rooting for the barbarians that's certainly true. That's certainly true. I mean, I'm definitely rooting for... I, I don't like the fact the barbarians... In fact, the greatest moment in Roman history is probably the is the Teutoburg Forest, where they all get wiped out by Arminius. Yeah, well, that's what that's I thought good, that battle yeah. was. No, well, because don't, don't, they, don't they, the Romans... No, the Romans win. Right, in, yeah. in, and, in, and that's in how he ends gladiator. up as a prisoner, right? Um, yes. But um, what okay, annoys well, me about that scene is the cutting... It's it's this thing where you you they, they they cheat they cheat by by doing these 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 rapid cuts and you're not quite sure what's going on and it's a it's a development in movies that I deplore I I want to I want to see what's happening I don't I don't want to be tricked into thinking I've seen something that I haven't mm-hmm. all part of the big lie uh, anyway yeah well it is of course it's the huge big lie machine we know this about oh. Can we have a can we have our um a conversation about the annual can conversation I ask you about, about your Christmas jumper, James? Oh, thank you for asking me, unprompted, <laughs> Dick. But can I just say to you, yeah. it's not actually a Christmas jumper. Oh, really? Some people. How come it looks so much like a Christmas jumper? That's a that's a, an amateur. It's a that's a rookie error you're making there. I agree that the red and mm-hmm. the sort of pattern, uh, the the white pattern is do show us the snowflake as well if you just get up a little it does bit, almost look like a oh yeah actually that <laughs> <laughs> and the bit that says ho 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 across the bottom it does not say ho 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 it does not i do you know i'd even for, even though i'm wearing it i'd forgotten it has i'd forgotten it has snowflake patterns on it yeah. but i would like to point out that this is actually part of Nigel Caborn's limited edition expedition wear from, from many years ago now, where he recreated the patterns and the, and the materials used to outfit an expedition to the Antarctic, maybe, in about the 1950s. Right. And thinking about it, hmm. we haven't heard about this Antarctic expedition since, have we? Because they found an ice wall behind which was an alien stroke demonic flying saucer base and um, a, a hidden city. 
What do you think goes on in Antarctica? Everything that we're not allowed to talk about. All the shit. What? Like, All the like stuff. massive child trafficking. Like Epstein Island, sort of times a hundred. And um, yeah. lots of lots of bases. It's where they can kind of be themselves and chill out because they haven't got to worry about being discovered because no one gets to go in there. That sort of thing. Yeah. And the dumb to end, end all dumbs. Dumb? Did you? Deep underground military base. Oh, did gosh, you see I didn't that know that was thing? a thing. I think it was like... Did you see the Google, Google Maps thing? No. Ah, that was a thing last year. Uh, you probably can't do it now. If you went on Google Maps and you looked into a particular area of Antarctica, you found yourself in this underground city with corridors and stuff. Right. Well, Without how adverts, can you I go... Think, even. What? Well, with that yeah, surely can't have been a thing. I I forget now, but it was something like that. Right. It was okay. good. I mean, it, it occupied me for a, a good half day, I'd say. Do you ever do that sort of Google Earth thing of just sort of saying, I want to see if I could get away with living in Greenland. And then you take yourself to Greenland and you drop the thing on a street map and have a wander around a town in Greenland and have a look at the architecture and see what the cafes would be like and that sort of thing. That's a real good time waster. Oh, mm. I think I would already have decided not to go to Greenland because I, I presume there are giant mosquitoes there. What? Really? Why? Aren't there? Isn't I it just a bit assume cold that for anywhere. Okay, so Sweden, Canada, um, anywhere in that latitude, yeah, probably has giant mosquitoes. <laughs> Why the probably? It, Are they? An, is it a known thing? Summer. Big, big mosquitoes in in think so. Scandinavia. Right, okay. Are I they think blonde? So. Um, I mean, the, the, I, it, it's a myth, isn't it? That this idea that do you remember the bollocks we used to read about how, yes, and thanks to global warming, m mosquitoes are soon going to be coming to wherever. Mm. And you're thinking, hang on a second, they're already here. They, mosquitoes mm. already live in in zones in cold zones. They, they, they they're not they're not as fussy as you think. <laughs> not as fussy as they should be. Yeah. No. No, I mean we had mosquitoes in the house this year. They bit, they they ate Bordel Bordelling pole. Oh right, which is why you haven't seen him. <laughs> Sad. I thought he was annoying you early. I thought no, is he that? Was he the one letting the dog in in our initial attempt? No, at filming it wasn't this him. Just, that now, was just now. the dog of its own accord. All right, okay. Coming up the stairs, and um, uh, ruining your podcast. Do you know what's missing this Christmas? Um, happiness. Joy? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, presents also, from me. Yes, that's 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 true. Okay. Uh, also, Shane McGowan. They're missing both in now. action. They're both dead. Him and Kirsty. Yeah. Gone to join Harambe. With the Gone angels. With the angels. Do mm. you, um? Do you think that that is the just just briefly on the Christmas theme? Do you which do you think is is the best? Is it is it Greg Lake's I believe in Father Christmas or is it Fairytale of New York? 
Um, it's very difficult to go for fairy tale because of its overplayed nature, and it's hard to like anything so loved and mainstream, but there's no getting away from its brilliance. But then you've also got little uh, outliers like Steel Eye Span Gaudete, which is 50 years old this year. Is that about Christmas? Yeah. Gaudete, Gaudete Christus Esnatus, isn't it? Or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that sounds... The, the Christus Esnatus is, yeah. is definitely a clue. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... That, that's, but you don't... Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I put it on my um, Christmas compilations when I force it onto people in the office. And... Um, do yeah. you? Yeah, That's yeah. good because um, the... I mean, some of the songs you hear on—not uh, that I listen to the, the wireless—but but but occasionally when you go to places where they still do such things, the dross that 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 comes through um, at overwhelming the gems like I believe in Father Christmas mm. is just—I mean, it makes you want to die, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Like, but it, it's kind of like you have to accept a certain amount of normie intrusion at this time of year. You've got to be able to switch on to sort of Christmas mode where you kind of build up a Christmas carapace to to fend it all off, don't you? You've just got to filter everything. What's the one you hate most? I'll tell you mine in a moment. What's the the worst? Um I really, really dislike uh Elton John's Step Into Christmas. Oh no, if a, you don't know good... it, I'm not gonna sing it to you because it's it it's just a bit. Seems to me because I've never heard this song. <laughs> no. I, I swear I haven't. <laughs> well, you won't. You won't. Oh, is it like it tick, tick, tick. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Oh. Wait. Is it like the ring? If you sing this song, I, 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 I will die. You, yes. Let's go with that. And go, all try a bit. Just try a bit. <laughs> let's let's step kill everyone into with this Christmas, song. Step into Christmas. Step into Christmas everyone something like that it's i don't i dick if this song existed because mm. I, I have to say that's <laughs> very important <laughs> i do if this song existed i mean yeah. okay you, you, you know I, I you have me for a moment because because obviously i think elton john is is like he's evil yeah. um so you've got me there and but come on I you want to, you, you, yeah, you, you'd have thought, wouldn't you? But you've managed to avoid it. You, you're pretty much out so far off grid that you're not going to be exposed to it. When are you going to come across uh, Elton, so to speak? Um, it's you know, very true. You, you, it's you, very true. In I a think... shopping centre or something like that? Can you imagine you no. in a shopping centre? No. If you're at Blue Water one day, you know, as you do. Do you know what Blue Water is? Yeah, yes. It's a shopping centre. It's 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 one of the evil companies that runs the world. It's like that's Black, Black Rock. Rock, right? Yes, Blue Water. Black Blue Water Rock. is probably there. It, it's 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 sort of slightly dodgy cousin, you know. Yeah, yeah. With kids in the basement. <laughs> that sounds like a line from a Christmas song. With gifts um, on the tree and kids in the basement. Yeah, kids in the basement. <laughs> we, can try and get, we, we, we should have got the harmony worked out. Kids in the, in basement. the basement. 
Kids in the basement. basement and gifts on the tree. There you go. I think charity Christmas song next year would be uh, probably in order. Do you know that? Okay, I will tell you the song I hate most, and I don't know Do where that. it came from. Like a lot of the things that seem to be spawned. Do, do you not think that, that these things emerge and mm. they come from nowhere and then suddenly they're part of your consciousness and it's as if they've always been there, but you know they haven't. It's mm-hmm. a, a trick is being played on you. Mm. Go on, hit, yeah. hit me with what it is and I'll tell you if I agree the with song it. coming about from nowhere. Santa baby. Oh, right. Yeah. Like yeah. Hurry down the chimney. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. okay. So the things I hate about this song, why would why would a young woman want to be fantasizing about this man in a sort of red outfit with white fur trimming hmm. with a with a white beard i mean there's a, it's sort of it's not even a daddy complex it's a granddaddy thing going on here which is really odd do you think really kind it of it could sick. be like that i saw mommy kissing santa claus which i don't know about you but for years i thought it was to be taken literally i didn't realize the obvious message was that santa claus is daddy dressed up and mummy was kissing him so it's actually I, I, quite... I hadn't I, I hadn't worked that out until you told until me just now then. right okay no it could be it could be one of those things it could but I, i'm i'm letting them no off it's not lightly, it's, aren't I, 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 it's I not. what it is look i think you and i are now far enough down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. to realise that there's a reason why Santa is an anagram of Satan, mm-hmm. um, and that the whole thing is the sort of paganisation, stroke commercialisation of. I mean, you know, there are arguments that 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 Christians shouldn't be celebrating Christmas at all anyway. But then, then I think that even before. Even before Satan, Satan claws got his claws into it. Um, even before that, you know, you you look at sort of med. I, I think in medieval times they had some kind of celebration, didn't they? And okay, there's a sort of amalgamation of sort of syncretic nature of, of Christianity. It sort of absorbs other other traditions. So mm-hmm. you've got um, the Yule, which is which is a presumably a Norse pagan festival but nevertheless i think there is an argument that that we shouldn't discount christmas altogether but that said i mean what's going like what's going on now what's happening I mean, it, it is just... it, it is thoroughly unchristian the whole thing i mean it's sort of like uh you know the, the hauling a tree into your front room and all that it's kind of like um it's a bit off piste isn't it now with my bible reading i've got more and more curious as to who wrote the various books? I talked to you briefly about this before. And so I've been wanting, I've been promising myself after I've finished King James Version, I'm going to read a book about how Christianity developed based on and around the Bible. So I'd welcome any recommendations for the good book that covers that. But um, the, no pun intended with good book there, by the way. Um, but I want to know how Easter was invented, how Christmas was invented, how all these things that we think of as, or we've been brought up to think of as being quintessentially part of the Christian faith. Who, who decided they were a thing and how they were celebrated and what? Because I think you, you're definitely onto something. There's a satanic element that's crept into it that's thoroughly unchristian and nothing to do with being a follower of Christ. It's sort of a, 
um, to the point where most people who celebrate it don't give a damn about the about the religious element of it. it it's it's really quite odd. So I promised myself I'm going to learn a little bit more. You know, give myself a, a sort of crash degree in theology. That'll be good. I think I think Easter was Aastru, wasn't it? That was another pagan mm-hmm. festival. I mean, look, there are those who say. Um, I keep saying that Christianity is, is 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 the ultimate rabbit hole because there's so much stuff that to to learn and and um, investigate. Um, that that Constantine, the Emperor Constantine, never really converted. His conversion to Christianity was was fake, and that and and that essentially. It was a way of 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 get, using Christianity to gain power for you know to 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 for, for for Rome, and that it was an it was a chance to incorporate all the Babylonian mystery religions into the, to amalgamate them, which is why, for example, you've got this Asherah pole stroke obelisk in St Peter's Square in in rome which which you really it's like having it's it's virtually like having a a a pentacle outside Hmm. i mean you know they they couldn't be more obvious about what they're doing and the the there are arguments that 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 the sort of the marian element in catholicism is also quite dodgy that this is just a kind of rebadged worship of of you know various female gods from the you know from the other side mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it, it's it, i think christians get get very worked up about this depend depending on what their deno- denomination is yeah everyone the, wants the, to fight for the, their the whole denominational team. thing bores me as well i mean i i'm, I'm not prepared to, to to go into that with people because yeah i don't, I don't want to refight the protestant catholic wars all over again it's just very tiresome and people are very entrenched on it but i'll I'll take all comers on uh on most other issues to do with it but uh having said all that i will quite happily be going along with um our dear father to the uh, carol service at malvern priory on sunday and um happily belt out as many carols as i recognize with him but i think taking part in it um believing what we believe in is is completely legit we're we're celebrating the 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 birth of christ probably at the wrong time of year um probably surrounded by people who 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 don't give a damn but uh you still do it and it's still a valid uh a valid uh holiday in that respect i've um i've already been to ours which one we had ours last sunday Mm -hmm. and it was jolly your um, local church. Actually, what I don't like in, in the church, yeah, local one. Um, it it was a full house. Mm-hmm. One hundred and twenty people came. Whoa! Which was, I mean, a lot, lot more than come to the Christmas service. You know, do you know why? Why we got a full house? Free booze. No, the hotel up the up the road happened to be staging a Christmas craft fair. Right. And all the people who'd come to the Christmas craft fair suddenly discovered that there was this thing on and they thought, well, why not? In for a penny. Right. How lovely. But whatever whatever it takes. I tell you what annoys me about Christmas carol services. Apart from okay, two things. One, the 
most Christmas carols are really hard to sing because the vocal range is such. Oh, that's, such a, that's an old that, game, that one, yeah. You can either choose to yeah, be you bass keep, or a, a, a falsetto at certain points if you if you decide to go alto on it. it it's, yeah, constant game. You've got to know your carol. You've got to know how to enter. And, <clears throat> and so you're pretty much by the end of the first carol, your voice is shot. Mm-hmm. I find, mm-hmm. you know, you start out full of confidence. You think, well, this is great. I'm, I'm, it, it's carols and it's Christmas mm. and da la la la. And it, about the second verse, you suddenly think the second chorus, maybe or whatever. You think, mm. hang on a second, I, I could hit those notes the first verse, but mm. it's getting harder and harder. And you know that if you're not careful, you're going to get a honk moment. <laughs> Nothing worse than honking so, in the middle of the carol show. Oh, it's just awful. And but the second, the second terrible thing mm. about Christmas carol services is that you never—they never let you sing the Coventry Carol. Remind you know? me which one that is. Da, 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 da. I'm sure I know it, but I'm not getting it from that. That's almost as good as my well, step into Christmas. It's 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 medieval. All right, okay. Uh, it's from it's 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 from the Coventry mystery mystery play. So it would probably be late medieval. So it's probably about fifteenth century, maybe. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's 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 not about kind of jollity. It's about the massacre of children. Um, oh, right. <laughs> being, you know, the, the the slaughter of the innocents. Yeah. Hang on. I, I wonder if I can find the uh, the lyrics. Uh, Coventry Carol. Carol. Lyrics. I bet our listeners are uh, frantically searching for it. Apart from those who are okay. Wise so it's Lully Lula, thou little tiny child. So that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, this poor youngling for whom we do sing, bye bye, Lully Lully. Herod the king, in his raging, charged he hath this day his men of might in his own sight, all young children to slay. Um, mm. So it's basically about kids being. It's quite a theme of this podcast, isn't it? Kids being. Yeah, yeah, kids slaughtered. in basements, kids being slaughtered. Happy Christmas, everyone! Um, yeah, but it is—it is that there's something really special about it. It's—it's—it's it's, it's plangent, um, and it's—it's it's medieval, so it's got that—it's got that Gaudete yeah. authenticity to it. It's there's something about the later carols which just strikes me as a bit kind of ersatz. Yeah, the, I think generally fo- speaking, with hymns and carols, it's kind of the older the better, isn't it? I mean, the last thing you want is so. a is a modern carol, or even worse, a modern. I hymn. think of the more modern ones. God rest you, merry gentlemen, is probably the best, and you never get to. They never put that in the Christmas service. You know, if you if you don't go to the, we we didn't have it in our carol service, and that's it. You you you're buggered if you. If well, you, the, the other service year. I'll be going to this year, a, a, a repeat visit to the How Capel um, Carol Service, which is Quentin yeah. Letts's church, yeah, out in oh, Wye yeah. Valley. And When's that? It, Twenty, I think it's the twenty second or twenty third of December. So really close, really close to Christmas because it's. I think it's on the. That's Sunday. what you want, but it is absolutely rammed. 
uh, and it's the best service around because his wife is the choir master, mistress, whatever. Oh, right. Um, so she is what the director of music for this church. He's very, very involved in this particular church. In fact, I bumped into him, um, uh, at Hereford Cathedral the other day because he came to a, a Bach recital. And I had a quick word with him there because, of course, he knows, he knows and loves you. Um, but he, um, He's a brilliant character, and he's very proud. Does he of, still love me? He passed on his regards to you. I don't think there's any ill will uh, towards you from yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, because I'm, I'm always curious about people who, um, I used to work, you know, from, from, from my incarnation as a mainstream media journalist, and I just wonder how many of them just think I'm just like a complete beyond the pale complete fruit loop well i'm sure, I'm sure you, you can still think you of you as a fruit loop and hold no ill will towards you but uh, I'm, I'm sure that's where he is especially as a as a good christian that he no doubt is but anyway the service itself is perfection as far as carols go it's the best carols it's carol reading carol reading carol reading throughout the service no nonsense and it, it's just an absolute blinder very good goodwill feeling across the whole church and the beautiful church as well so uh i'll be doing that again this year it sounds it sounds great I mean, if i weren't if i weren't already coming up to stay with you mm-hmm. for the for your wednesday mm. wednesday drinks i haven't told anyone about that you were going to be a don't tell anybody guest. don't tell them no no don't don't no one will know no one will know <laughs> well i mean maybe again? i have to sort of When's this I going out? <laughs> I, the, 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 I could have made, a, probably, made an probably error Probably not here. before next Wednesday. I don't no, know. I think, you know I, yeah. if I, the way I saw it was that those who, those who will be surprised by seeing you there can be rewarded by not being such tarts and only turning up because you're going to be there. So you'll get the quality people who go there regularly. And... Um, I but wonder whether I, I do you think I'm still a draw? I worry about me. What? Sorry. Do you think I'm still a draw? Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Phew. Especially among um, the, the, the the mad crowd. No, Dick. In, in the previous abortive um, recording of this, where I just mm. had a go at you for having crap ear for crap yeah. microphone and stuff. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you you'd taken the leaf out of my book and hadn't prepared at all apart from decorating your yeah apart set. from decorating my helmet because it's a shame because otherwise we could have played what i now call the niet da game <laughs> rather than sorry, what? the da what niet is this game with, what is it with you and your russian are you um prepping for uh, uh the invasion well, okay so what happened what happened was um Boy Dellingpole said to me, Dad, you just waste so much time on your Telegram channel. And there's just, it's, it's completely pointless. What are you gaining? And I thought, you've got a point there, son. And he had started, yeah, obviously one wants things, despite knowing that they are just a control mechanism. It's very hard not to do stuff on your phone. So as kind of a way of weaning myself off doing too much, um, telegram which is basically loose harvesting it's just kind of like people people annoying you and then you rising and then and then 
and you think, what have I gained here? I've just given them mm-hmm. my energy. Um, I mean, you do, it's quite useful for, for learning stuff as well. You know, you get links to, to new conspiracies and stuff, which is, all, which is always welcome. And, and some people are really sound. But, but yeah, nevertheless, I, I, I wonder whether it's a good use of time. So I've started doing the Duolingo. You know, have you come across Duolingo? I, I know of people who have used it, yeah, and swear by it. Okay. So, so Duolingo is, is how you, you can learn a language on your on your phone and i then had to decide which language to learn and boy dellingpole was already learning russian so that was a kind of incentive you know i, I didn't want him to be suddenly starting knowing russian and me not mm-hmm. um but also i thought i mean why would you not want to learn russian it just it, it just it, it's, it's a sort of annoying language it, 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 it's a language to annoy people isn't it yeah yeah, very good. I think that's an excellent I mean, it would reason been, to learn Russian. It would have been better. I, I suppose now I should be learning Arabic, really. To, to but, but, but the you, you learned Arabic. It would have been briefly, better to have started, didn't you? Way back in your during, early London days, you were learning Arabic. I was, yeah, but uh, that that was short lived. Yeah. But I mean, I can still say "sabalhe" or, or <laughs> "masalhe" and um, "mishkwais." And I'm sure Arab speakers will, will be able to correct me on my pronunciation. Um, but but the Russian, that, that, that's got a whole new level Russian, of um, you see, Russian is, ability. It, it, it's got lots of things going for it. It's got the complicated alphabet, hmm. which is a real barrier. Um, and yet it's got words that, that make sense. Um, you know, ingenieur. Uh, uh, do you know what engineer is? Is it an engineer? Or a psychologue? No, what's that? Um, psychologist. Oh, right, okay. Or povar. No, that, that's not an obvious one. That's cook. Right. <laughs> so, uh, can you imagine getting uh, to the stage where you could read Dostoevsky in, um, in, in the original? Well, so one of the books I've got that's not connected with Duolingo. And the guy says, um, if you want to read Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Chekhov, it goes through the list. Mm. He said, the only way to read them is in, is in Russian. I mean, it's not strictly true, obviously, because there are available English translations. Yeah, but yeah, nevertheless, yeah. it would be good to be able... It, wouldn't it be wonderful to say one day to people, yes, well, of course... Um, the English translation is, is, is all very well, but it really doesn't capture Tolstoy's uh, idiosyncratic use of the language. And... You might have to work on not sounding like a wanker, though. It would be... Uh... But, Dick, by the time I get to that stage, mm. I will probably be... Well, be I'll, I'll be dead, for one thing. Right, okay. I'll, I'll, I will have been bumped off by, by the cabal by then. So I'm not going to get to that stage. It's just, it's just a... It would be nice. I mean, so, it's far more valid um, to learn ancient Greek so you can read original Bible scripts. I mean, that would be pretty cool. So you could then yeah, engage well, in I, arguments yeah, well, about, about the original translation. Well, I've learned Russian. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've learned Russian. I'm then going to move on to ancient Greek and Hebrew, right. obviously. Okay. Yeah. So I can, I can do the Psalms in their original. Yeah. That would be quite good. I, mean, I think Hebrew doing a bit probably... of Chaucer in Middle English was always quite impressive. That that's uh, that that sounds very poetic and beautiful. So uh, yeah, yeah, 
Um, and I suppose and, eventually and, and you course, get to a point where you can see the crossover between like Nordic languages and like you were talking to your that Norwegian guest the other day. You were touching briefly on um, Norwegian words that have made it into Middle English and what have you. So you know how you understood a little well, bit of it. When you watch, when you watch a a, a Swedish or a Norwegian drama on on Netflix there are moments where you can understand the dialogue without the subtitles because mm. some of the words are, are so similar. Yeah. And I think Frisian, for example, when you, when you hear people speaking Frisian, it, it really is quite similar to, to English. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of, lot of, but, uh, but there are certain languages where it, 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 it's no, nothing like ours. I mean, Hungarian. For Hunga- example, I, I think that's it, the obvious it, one, isn't it? Hungarian is meant to be absolutely impossible to learn. It's got no, yeah. no hook in it. No, nothing that you can, no starting point, nothing to make it easy for you. Um, I was hunting the other day with the Hungarian defense minister. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. He's a, he's, a, he's a good man. And, get, and well, guess who I, I he was riding? I would expect him to be. Guess, guess, who, guess who he was riding? Not Barnaby. No. What's your favourite one? I thought that... Is Barnaby Sp- still Sp- with us? Spartacus. Yeah. I rode, him t- I rode Barnaby right. today. Okay, right. Spartacus. Right, and is he the difficult one? He was on one? Spartacus. I was on, I was on my new horse. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the horse that... Um, uh, because I'm really too small for uh, for Spartacus. Sp- Spartacus doesn't even know I'm on him, <laughs> and 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 it's great. <laughs> it's like he's like, like a tick. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a tick. He's so huge. So I mean, this won't make sense to you, but but it will to people who ride. He, I was out with him one day, and there was a post and rails, and. I tried to kind of kick him on to, towards the person rails, and he just said, "No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that." And he just basically hopped over the post and rails from a walk, um, <laughs> which is how how big he is. Right. Um, uh, so now I'm on a thoroughbred, which is the exact opposite of an Irish draft. I mean, you know, the Irish draft is a kind of like more like a war horse almost, mm-hmm. whereas a uh, a thoroughbred is a, is a racehorse. They're they're all descended from from the same bloodline. We're talking about good bloodlines here, rather yeah. than bad bloodlines. Mm. The same bloodlines of, of of horses that came over from Arabia in uh, I think the 18th century. And all all racehorses can can trace their all thoroughbreds can trace their origins back to this particular um, bloodline. bloodline, right? Um, and they're designed for for racing. So it's like it's like swapping your keys for the Range Rover for for the keys of a Ferrari, mm. except a Ferrari that's got that, that's got ramps in front of it that can jump over hedges. It's um it's very exciting. Yeah, well, I I, I I I'm way too old now to start getting into horses, and also it's it's just not well, me too. Yeah, I know, but you you managed to start it at least ten twenty years ago. So uh, you know. I did I did my first my first proper proper big hedge the other day and i th- there was there were these um it was it was a really 
really wet, boggy day. And, and I started off thinking, oh, God, I don't want to do this. It's horrible. I mean, you always start. Every day is hunting. You start like that. I'm, why am I doing this? I'm frightened. It's mm. horrible. Glug, 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 glug. Um, and we were hanging around in this field uh, waiting to sort of set off. And I, I could see this, I could see this um, hedge uh, which had been prepared in, in, in front of us. And I was thinking, we're going to have to do that hedge, aren't we? I said, well, and I, was, I was saying to myself, it doesn't look too bad. It, look, it, it looks quite, you know, Doable. bijou. I can, I, can, I can get over that for my first jump. And then somebody else said, have you seen what's happening in that direction? I, and I looked beyond and I realized there was another a field and another hedge and a field and another hedge and a field and another hedge. And somebody pointed out, if we, if we go that way, we're going to have a very exciting run. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm not sure an exciting run's what I want. But, but, but anyway, we did, go, we did go that way. And I thought, well, it's going to be doable because the, because the first hedge is you know, easy and they're all going to be like this. So, we, so we, we, we go around the houses and I stick near to the field master because you, you want to be near the front, um, particularly on, on a boggy day. Because otherwise what happens is that the horses in front churn up the ground so that by the time you get there, it's so sticky, you, 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 mm-hmm. you can't get over so well. So I stuck near the front and f- suddenly I saw this, this hedge, which was much, much bigger than this bijou hedge. That, and I just went, fuck. Uh, and I did what you have to do in these situations. I, I, I kicked on. I sat deep in the saddle. Uh, I looked straight ahead and I, I prayed because that's all you can do. And you've just got to let the horse get on with it um, and, and, and make sure you slip the reins. You've got to slip the reins. If you don't slip the reins, you die. Because what happens is either that slipping the reins means letting, letting go of the reins, I mean, let, letting them slip through your fingers because the horse needs its head to go forward. And if it's a strong horse like Spartacus, if you don't slip the reins, you'll you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get pulled forward and you'll go over over the front of the horse. And if it's a, if it's a a, a a sort of smaller horse, then you'll pull the horse down, or, or he'll stop jumping for you because because you, you're you're pulling his mouth. Um, anyway, I was at the other I, I was I was at the other side and and I and I said, "Fuck, that is the biggest hedge I've ever done." And everyone was going, "Yeah, it's all right. It was a perfectly decent size." And- <laughs> <laughs> But it was good. No one's yeah. quite as demonstrative as you, I take it. Well, yeah, it, it's. I, I probably sound a bit of a dick, um, because I'm, I'm basically like. Funny enough, I, I went out the other day, and there was a twelve-year-old boy um, out with us, and he became my my little mate for the day. Because unlike <laughs> unlike some of these hardcore hunters, I could say to him. I rather like that fence, didn't you? And he said, yes, I did. It was rather good. <laughs> you found your level. I found my level. Yeah. That's yeah, so exactly. sweet. Well, I, it, I, it, it, I have to say that kids are just generally do better chat. You know, around mm. 12, before they get spoiled by, by sort of teenage cynicism and stuff, mm. when they're, give me a 12-year-old child... <laughs> to, to to chat to they, they they're open to things you can talk to them about conspiracy stuff and you can talk mm. to them about god and you can talk about you know they 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 haven't yet had their natural instinct towards christianity um 
are taken out of them by the kind of the pagan, by, by the anti-Christian culture. They're, they're, so they're open to the idea that, yeah, maybe God did make the world and, and that they're, they're open to the idea that maybe we haven't been onto the, on the moon and it's kind of cool. And they're open to the idea that no dinosaurs didn't exist. Oh gosh! You were asking no, about dinosaurs. Yeah, what yeah. I, I, I wanted to know whether I'd missed uh, a, a special guest who who was able to cover the whole dinosaur issue in uh, convincing detail. I mean, I've got the Christian perspective on it, which is yes, they well apparently yes, they existed, but not millions of years ago, and they no, were they wiped were out. In, they were wiped out in the flood. They were, dra- they, were- they, they were dragons. I didn't know. No, no, no. They weren't wiped out in the flood. That's not the Christian perspective. Well, they were much more recent. They that. were saying that on one of the podcasts I saw. But um, were they? Mm. No. I don't know. I, this is why I'm looking for answers. I want to know. No, at I least think, what look, the arguments are. Every every culture has dragons in it. Um, they can't all have just just invented this stuff. No, dragons existed, and. St. George killed a dragon, and St. George was not, was not anti-diluvian, was he? When was he around? About, about 6th century or something? Yeah, and I'm Turkish, guessing. apparently. Well, yeah, well okay, well, well, hang on. We'll, we'll just look at the date of St. George. It's, uh, obviously, Google's going to lie, but George. Um, St. George. Also, George of Lydda. Oh, okay. It's third century. Third so century, kind of not fifth century. So, late Roman. But I'm sure. I'm sure that the word dragons all about. By the way, mm-hmm. oh, Dick, have you been down the Joseph of Arimathea rabbit hole? You mentioned this one to me that um, the, the a lost tribe of Israel in Wales or something no, like that. That's the other one. That's the British Israel right, okay. one. Okay. So I've got this really good book, which Sandy Adams got for me, a really, really kindly. Um, and she gave it to me at this, uh, the event I did in Stroud. I, I, I love those Stroud people. You've got to come along to a Stroud one one time. They're, they're yeah, brilliant. Yeah, well, uh, uh, point me in the right direction and I'm there. Apart from anything else, the, the venue's great. Yeah. Um, but you also get really good food. Um, they had this food done by this, I think he was French. French chef and even though it was vegan um it was really really good really mm-hmm. delicious um anyway Sandy gave me this book and yeah it does cover the British Israel thing as well which is that the where did the 12 tribes of Israel go well after after they came back from Egypt and stuff and um uh, an element of them crossed over Europe and ended up in Wales. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in in Britain, basically, which is which is why um, Welsh speakers can read Hebrew, ancient ancient Hebrew, or the the the, the um, and also I think there are links with 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 Hebrew and Etruscan, because when they move when when the diaspora moves through. Italy, you know, they became the Etruscans, and then they they they, they gradually moved on to, which is why um, the Welsh name Isaac, for example, mm-hmm. the, that that's the connection the, that that indicates the connection with 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 the Hebrews. 
Um, so that's that's a really good rabbit hole as well. Alex Thompson doesn't believe it, but I but I I I worry about Alex sometimes. I don't think he's far enough down the rabbit hole. I think he, I, I think he tries to keep keep a sort of uh, at least a, a, a little toe in normie world. Mm. Or he's he's or he likes being measured and 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 not. No, he is a very measured individual. Out. I I I I would not hold that against him because also for um to be on uh, on UK column, it's sort of it's got to have a um respectability and not a, a sensationalist. Oh, it wasn't of a criticism, hmm. just an observation. Yeah. No, I I I I love my my po- my podcast with Alex because it he kind of reins me in or or no he doesn't. He doesn't rate me at all, but he provides a counter to my complete out there. I find it really assuring that someone of his intellect uh, is a Christian. I, I really love the the fact that we've got people like him on on um, on Team God, and it's uh, just well, very so reassuring. Well, so is put your hat on Brian Gerrish. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. There's um, we've got the right people certainly. We. We've got some. We've got some good people on the team. Anyway, so to continue the story yeah. about, do you know who Joseph of Arimathea was? He was the man who um, requested Pilate to retrieve Christ's body after the crucifixion, and yeah. he was the well, one who placed yes, him that's in right. the tomb. Yeah. So he was Joseph of Arimathea was Jesus's great uncle. Oh right. And he was the he was the equivalent of, a, of, of, of one of those shipping magnets. He had this enormous fleet, probably the biggest fleet. He, he lived in Ramallah, what is now Ramallah in, in, in Palestine, in, right. in, in whatever it is. Either, is, is it in Gaza? Maybe. Um, he lived. He had his palace in Ramallah. He was very, very rich. And he was the main trader in tin. So his fleet would go to Cornwall, which was the world's biggest tin producer at the time. Mm-hmm. And it is said that on some of these expeditions, his, his great nephew, Jesus, came along for the ride. Because we don't know much about what Jesus got up to. In right up life. until the, uh, uh, just the last few months, if not years, before his death. It, it, it's, it's odd, that, isn't it? You get the birth, and then it's like the build-up to the crucifixion. It, it, it's really, exactly. you know, the lost years and all that. Exactly. Which is why I really, if I could be asked, and I, and I haven't got the time, um, but I, did, I really did want to do a, uh, a, a TV kids series called And Did Those Feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be about the early days of, of Jesus in, in the West Country, um, before before he went back to Palestine to do his do his other stuff, and and in this story, obviously you'd be, you'd have dragons and you'd have devils trying to kind of get him, and 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 you'd have Romans and you'd have all the, all mm-hmm. the stuff. It's a great whether whether Netflix would make it or not. I don't know. Um, I I did I did I did suggest it to to Mark Miller, um, but obviously he doesn't want he doesn't want my ideas. He he happy doing his own ideas, but but mm. but um, I think it'd be. It is kind of well, a, a little good, American uh, Jesus-y type thing, isn't it? Anyway, so after, um, you're right, that 
Arimathea used his sway with the Romans because he was quite he was quite high powered. I mean, he was quite yeah. Socially and, uh, up until that point, he'd been um, kind of playing a, a, a careful game, not sticking his head above the parapet too much. And this was the first time he emerges as a character. So you can see he would have kind of been one of those who had too much to lose by speaking out and becoming uh, a, a, an early adopter. But he he was a, so he, a disciple he then... all along, sort of thing. He then got the tomb for, for Jesus, and um, after after Christ's death, there was a kind of people were involved with Jesus were were sort of hunted down by the authorities, mainly, of course, by Saul. Saul was the was the leading persecutor mm. of Christians at the time. Before, which which is of course why he was chosen by God to to then have his dramatic. Um, conversion, conversion on the road to Tarsus um, and to flee this persecution Joseph of Arimathea took a bunch of disciples including Mary the mother of Jesus um, Cleopas a, a number of them and they went through Europe to to, to France initially um, to Gaul, I suppose, as it, as it then was. And then they crossed to England, where they settled around Glastonbury. And they were given this, they were each given these, I think there were 12 disciples, they were each given uh, a, a a decent amount of land by the reigning chief, the, the, the British chief of the time. And it seems, well, at least according to this this book I'm reading, that the because of that British Israel connection or, or already the, because because of the, um, the that's right the the Druids their religion was actually um, a version of the monotheistic religion of that that was basically the the, the the children of Israel's religion. So the Druids were already on on, uh, on board with this, and they. Yeah, the, the disciples settled in, in England and were given this special space where they built the first church, where Joseph of Arimathea planted his stick, his staff, do you remember? And it became this, it grew into this um, thorn bush. Remember from anyway, what? It's a good story. Right. No, well, I've, I've got to read this. It sounds very similar to a book I, 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 I recommended to you, I think, The Lost Kingdom about um the possible end the true cross ending up in wales equally equally obviously uh, uh, normies will be rolling their eyes so far back into their heads that their eyeballs will disappear i don't but, think uh, normies watch this program do they no no but 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 when word gets out that this is the sort of shit that delling paul brothers believe um but you know it, it's fantastic stuff is it um, is it a secret um, <laughs> Wait you know till what? I, I, I what kind of think it, it sometimes is because I was with some uh, some of my normie reenactor friends last night. So they had friends over from Australia, and I th I'd met them in the pub for just a quick one, and I was chatting away with them. And this is completely changing the subject here, but uh, the, I like one, that. Of them, one of them starts talking about, uh, oh, and of course, my friend so-and-so, uh, she was going to be doing um, the, the diet you're talking about of, you know, low carb. But of course, she's got long COVID. 
and um, it's affected her heart and her lungs, and she's in a terrible way. And I was like, I can't say that because they, they, they don't want to hear it from me. They already know that I'm kind of a, a, a nutcase and that it would do no good to tell them this. But I think they forget sometimes that I've got these out there views that are not out there views for, for our circle of friends, but for our normie friends. And there's so many of them. They genuinely believe that, that, that the things they're suffering, the, the heart disorders they've now got that they never had before are because of long COVID. And, um, so yes, I, I, I do think there's people out there who, who, who don't realize that we're quite as mad as we clearly are. Especially among our, 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 our family, I suppose, you know, the, the, the wider, the wider elements of our family, not the ones that are nearest and dearest to us. They all know we're mad. But, uh, uh, yeah, they don't yes. watch our podcast, for instance, do they? Most of the family don't. They watch don't. Do, no, no. I think, I think they, they, they kind of rather not know. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a bit like, I mean. it's a bit like what it must be like being married to, um, a satanic paedophile. You just kind of think, <laughs> oh. oh, I don't need to know what he gets up to in that I just, cellar. I don't need to know his... what he gets up to in, in, <laughs> at those meetings. I hear a bit of screaming coming from the basement, but you know what? You can ignore it. You learn to ignore it. Yeah. yeah. This is, you know, this is another reason why, um, to go back to my favourite theme, why, why hunting is my happy place. Mm. Because basically i just don't care i just wh wh whenever you're you're stopped and you're sharing a, a drink with somebody i just tell them all the stuff i believe mm. <laughs> i tell them about that yeah i do this podcast and and i i talk about god and conspiracy theories except they're not theories at all they're actually fact and this is how the world is and they just take it because they're, they're stuck next to me on a horse they can't exactly gallop away well they can but they, but but not unless hounds are running but you know um, also the thing they so, have in common with you they're taking part in an activity that the the vast um majority of the public would be completely against anyway so you're already doing well, this is, something this is virtually why, this is why I'm, I, yeah i'm this is why i'm i'm exploiting their weakness <laughs> yeah i've got yeah, some yeah, dirt well, you can you bloody talk you're a, you're a you're a fox hunting <laughs> you're a fine no, one to fox. be judging you don't, hunt, we don't foxes. hunt foxes. I we know hunt, you don't we hunt, hunt trails. We follow yes, trails, course. idiot. You got me. You, yeah, you, you'll get me in trouble with that. With that. That talk. Um, well, so, no, but that's um, how the public uh, see it, isn't it? They, they, the public call it fox hunting. Yeah. When exactly. they see you lot They're, on your horses, they say that lot of fox hunting. I know they do because they because they've been trained to 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 do it They're, to hate us. I like foxes anyway. I think foxes yeah, of course are great. you do. And you've never caught a fox yeah. in your life. I know that. We, we had this discussion where yeah. I've killed more foxes than you. That one I hit in the car that time, you, unfortunately. You you certainly have killed more mm. foxes than me. Although, I, I, the only thing I don't like about foxes is their smell. Their poo. Their poo is the smelliest poo. When your dog rolls in it, it's uh, not great. It's, do you think it smells like Araldite? It's got that... No, Araldite's nice. There's an Relative element fox of poo. fox poo that that is araldite. There's some sort of gluey. Anyway, it, it, you, you think about it next time you smell fox poo. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah, you just reminded me. I need to order some more running shoes. <laughs> right. Um, How did I remind you of that? Well, because there were certain times links. of the year when I'm running through the dingle mm-hmm. where my feet smell so much with the absorbed fox scent that I have to, I have to wash my feet in the bath. You see, if you ran really... on a treadmill, you wouldn't get this. I like the way it's come full circle. <laughs> yeah, I like I the way it's come full could, circle. I thought we could do that. I'll tell you one thing clever, I, I have noticed about, about getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I never used to get chillblains, and now I do get chillblains. Mm-hmm. I went through I used a to be period like, of getting yeah, chillblains. How did running I through it? the muds, what we, what we do, we cross-country runners. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to get it's all wet today. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to think of what I did to stop getting chillblains, but I suppose it's running on a treadmill that does it. Yeah. There you go. That's my solution. DMSO, I think, works. But What's that? Do you know about DMSO? Is it a, a health supplement? It, in the new year, my resolution, one of my resolutions has to be, I've got to do a, a podcast with Amanda Volner. Hmm. Volmer? Vol- anyway, she's, she's the expert on DMSO. DMSO. It's kind of like this liniment, which is used to treat horses, but it's also it's a kind of miracle substance that cures everything. Okay. You should you should definitely have some in your house. I'm going to write it down. The things that you should okay get some DMSO. Mm-hmm. Write it down now. Right. Also, a piece of paper that isn't important. Right. Yeah. Get some. Have you got colloidal silver? No, but I. Kn- what? Why do I know about colloidal silver? Clive, Clive DeCarl does a colloidal silver spray, which is good. Colloidal silver is one of those things you put. Okay, so earlier this year, I got this sty-like thing on my eye, mm. and I, I think, but it was on my on my lower lid. And it was it was getting bigger, you know, this sort of lump, and it was freaking me out. And obviously, I didn't want to go to the doctor because he'd just give me rat poison or something, mm-hmm. or you know, rat poison mixed with oil. Or remove your eye. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and probably it would inject some sort of mRNA altering substance as well, because that's what they're, that's what they're trying to do, isn't it? Um, and. I looked up on the internet and I saw that one of the cures was colloidal silver. So mm. I happened to have an eye bath and I sprayed the colloidal silver into the eye bath and I, I did this for about a week and it went. Colloidal silver is the miracle thing that cures loads of stuff. DMSO does other things. It's, I mean, what's not to like about these, these natural... Uh, pr- probably the, the colloidal silver is just little silver particles <clears throat> suspended in 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 liquid. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be it, I'll be investigating. You, I think if you have too much, though, it turns you blue, and and mm-hmm. and you and you you never go unblue again. I think really? the the Navi in um <laughs> in that film Avatar. probably have overdosed on what's it called Avatar. Avatar. Mm. Yeah. Have we done an hour? Yes, we have. Yeah, we've done that. Mm. Um, so I might be able to um, get to the pub at this rate. But I'm going to see you next have week. You, can't have I? you got any Christmas messages for um, our, our listeners and viewers? Um, get thee to a carol service and mm. um, shamelessly enjoy the uh, 
the glory of it all. And um, yeah, don't be put off by the uh, the crass parts of it. Well, when we when we next chat, Dick, we must talk about this um, this divide between Christianity and the kind of the New Age woo, mm. because it's kind of it's coming to a head, it, isn't I, it? I, I, sorry. It's coming to a head, isn't it? It is coming to a head, and it's unfortunate because I want us all to get along. But I think people need to understand that that if you are awakening the snake using Kundalini yoga, you're not, you're not doing stuff that is is compatible with with um, with Christianity. It's, mm-hmm. it's because because even though yoga is great on many levels, and I've done it myself, that actually you are. Uh, invoking forces which are not necessarily <laughs> good ones. Hmm. I, I I've come to the point in my um, Christianity where I've kind of like realised there's got to come a point where you don't pretend that you're not for an easy life. You've got to kind of be a bit more out and proud. And um, don't be so bloody polite about it all the time. And apologetic, I think, is the, the, probably the word I'm looking for. Apologetic about being Christian, uh, which is what I've been with most people up until now. So it, I, I don't know whether it's part of becoming more radicalized or um, or whether it's a natural thing that happens to relatively new Christians. But that that's where I'm coming to. And I suppose part of that is becoming less tolerant of the more obviously other side practices that we encounter. So it's yeah. a minefield. I'm, I'm, I'm of the view that, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge. People want to do this stuff. Well, well, fine. You know, like, like I, I still think you're, you're a great person or whatever, but I think people need to know, the origins of this stuff they need to know what they're actually engaged with and if, if look if if people i haven't mentioned the, the person's name because because for, for for various reasons but um if you are going to subscribe to a certain view of the world um the the sort of the non-christian the, the new age one basically you need at the very least to understand the origins of your adopted religious philosophy that 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 you need to know who it was who was promoting those these ideas where they've come from if you don't know about madame blavatsky for example and you 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 don't know about the woman who founded the lucifer trust etc then you're you're not really engaging with your beliefs that you're not being honest about your belief system uh, and and there is there are certain we will cover this in, in in another podcast. But it's not about it's not about being a Christian and saying I am a Christian and thou shalt not believe this because because my God is right and yours not. Mm. I it's it's more a question of okay, I believe what I believe because X Y and Z. You know, the, the, there are there are fairly well established traditions. My this is my these are my these are my source books starting with the bible um 
this is why I believe that, 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 it, that it stands up. I think that people on the other side of the argument need to be able to, to Do the um, same. stand by their sources. And if their sources are unreliable, then you think, well, you're on pretty shaky ground here. Yeah, quite. Yeah, that's a very good yeah. point. But yeah, it's, it's anyway, worth a podcast um, in itself. My Christmas, I, I, I'm wishing everyone a, a, a very happy Christmas, whether you're a pagan or a, a, a cultural Christian or a, a proper Christian, whether you're Orthodox or whether you're Catholic um, or whether you're Protestant or whether you can't be doing with any of these particular um, uh, football teams. Um, and yes, I, I, I wish my love and, and peace and goodwill to, to everyone. Um, and will you, will you sign up to my Substack? My Substack's really good. Uh, I think, I think Substack is where, is where I want to go. And also have a look at my, my website, uh, my new website, jamesdellingpole.co.uk. Yeah, I think it is. No, jamesdellingpole.co.uk. <laughs> slick. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sure you'll what put a link it? to it underneath the... Uh, un- people can be clicking on it right now. <laughs> you'll put a link well, on have it, a look, no, Have a look now, Dick. I, I, I'm going to look now. Oh, James right. Dellingpole. Well, they can also get... Oh, okay. What? That was a market moment. It's jamesdellingpole.co.uk. And it's really good. Andrew Warwick designed it. He's done a really good job. And please, will you put your... Um, what's it called? When they, people give their address... The, like the and subscribe sub- that like that and subscribe yeah exactly yeah, that sort of thing and you can go That's to dellingpolestudio.com and buy my psalm t-shirts and mugs and i've got a new stock in of Zelensky green resist t-shirts although strangely the xls have already sold out so we've got a lot of <laughs> let's call them big fans um and uh there's lots of other good stuff there lots of Delling think- Pod merch as well are you are you saying that that Zelensky hmm. ordered up a job lot in extra large? Um, I think his, he he would be more on the small front, wouldn't he? Unless I don't know, he's using I don't know how big he is in real life. Tiny, isn't he? He's a tiny little dwarf of a man. So, but but are you are you saying that he probably has one of your t-shirts? I'm I'm I think it's highly unlikely. But the colour oh. is Zelensky green. That that's what I I call it on the website. Yes, no, no I know you call it because I was thinking I was going to say if he had bought bought one of your t-shirts, mm-hmm. that means that he's probably a man has played the piano with his penis wearing one of your t-shirts. That's that's, so that's what that's he does. Claim, isn't it? That's fantastic. Yeah, that's that his is party his, piece. His, that is his party piece. Well, on that oh, festive on, on note, that bombshell. <laughs> Well, happy Christmas to all lovely Dellingpod viewers slash listeners, and uh, we'll we'll be back on in the new year. Should we just after? Do, um, should, should we um, do as our outro um, the last a bit more of Greg Lake? Lake. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll take turns. Okay. Do you want to go first, or should I? Happy Christmas, everyone.
Happy Christmas, everyone.